Welcome to Do You Have Scripture for That? This is Clay Garrison. Today we're going to talk about the authority of Scripture. And we're not going to jump into any huge systematic approach to all of the Bible to see what it says about the authority of Scripture. We're going to look at just one verse, and really I'm, I'm just looking to highlight a particular aspect of, of what we believe about the authority of Scripture. And it has to do with the way that we make arguments not only in church, but just in life in general. Uh, we have we live in a very argumentative age, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of times, people hear the word argument, they assume that that's always a negative thing. But you know, an, an argument is just you setting forth a case for a certain opinion or for a way of thinking. You're you're setting forth your case trying to reason out why you believe a certain thing, and that is your argument for that. So it's not necessarily somebody, you know, two people being mad at each other going back and forth, what we would think of as an argument in that sense, but more so the, the case that you would set forth for something. So I believe all of us have had the experience of people giving their case for a certain belief and not grounding that that case in, in any sort of objective standard of truth or anything that you know that that can actually validate that argument um, outside of just their own emotions and feelings. I believe we see this a lot in our churches where we'll argue back and forth about some of the some of the most vain things that you can think of just on the basis of well this makes me feel a certain way or well I think that we should do it like this because that's how we've always done it or I think we should do it like this because it's new and we've never done it like this you know we we have all of these arguments that we give forth all of these cases that we set forth for what we believe but yet none of them are grounded in any sort of authoritative source and so that's what we're going to look at today is the authority of scripture because by the end of this and the end of the passage that we're going to look at our goal, our objective, should be to ground every case that we make, every argument that we make, should be grounded in the authority of Scripture. Because we have no authority in and of ourselves. You know, we are merely creatures. We have been created, and our, our, our goal, our purpose of being created is to bring glory to God. And so anything that we do, any action that we take, any argument that we make to defend any action that we take, must ultimately be grounded in his authority because any authority that we have is just derivative of, of his authority. Um, any any intention that we have of carrying something forth or of, or of being active or doing anything uh, ultimately should be based on who God is, what God's done, and what he's declared for us to do because he is our authority. He is the one who is over us. He is our creator. And so whenever it comes to us setting forth arguments, our source of authority should come directly from his word because he is our creator, he is our Lord, he is our Savior. So the passage that I want to look at today is in Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. And, and me using this passage is validating the idea of using the authority of God's word to assert your point. Because I could just make this whole podcast episode and just tell you, uh, you need to be using God's word as your authority because 
of X, Y, and Z. And if I never refer to God's word, then I'm defeating my own argument by not using God's word. So that's what we're doing. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 8. And I want to start in verse 16. It says, Bind up the testimony, seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. And when they say to you, Inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? So he, he's saying here, you know, these 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 people out there are going to say, inquire of mediums, inquire of the necromancers, go to them, ask them for an authoritative word. You know, he's, he's saying there's these false, these false prophets and these people who are being led astray who are going to ask you to go talk to these mediums and necromancers, people who can communicate with the dead, you know, supposedly communicate with the dead, whether they do or not, that's not up to what we're talking about today, but, you know, look for authority somewhere besides the Lord. And that's why there's the question that's asked, should not a people inquire of their God? So if if these are people called by God's name and they're a nation that's supposed to be honoring and worshiping their God, then why are they turning to other sources of authority for a word, for an authoritative word? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? And then verse 20, this is our focal verse, if you want to call it that. Verse 20, to the teaching and to the testimony, if they will not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. And so this is our, our focal point in the passage, is that these, these people, they need to go to the teaching and to the testimony. And if they're not willing to go to those things, it's because they have no dawn. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you look at the, the Hebrew words behind these English words that we have that, or that have been translated, it gives us a little bit of better understanding because when it says to the teaching, what it's saying is to the Torah, to the law, to the instruction that God has given. He's saying go to that, go back to the law and go back to the testimony about the law, which is all these other writings that you know are basically commentary on the law that God has given to his people Israel. He's saying, go to that. Go to the law and to the testimony. And if they will not speak according to this word, and that I mean, that's quite literally what he's saying to this word, the words that God has spoken, that he's already revealed and given to you, his people. If they won't go to that, it is because they have no dawn. And the word behind, the, behind dawn is, is really light. It's because there is no light in them. And we see that idea time and time again throughout Scripture especially in the New Testament in reference to the ministry of Jesus, where Jesus came as the light. He's the light in the darkness. He comes to enlighten men and cast away the darkness so that they can their sin would be revealed, so that they can repent and turn away. This idea of light being associated with, um, with the redeeming work of God happening in people's lives and casting out darkness. So... What Isaiah is saying is go back to the law and go to the testimony. And if people are unwilling to go back to that, it's because there's no light in them. And so that says a lot uh, about the connection between being saved, being redeemed, and using God's word as the source of authority. Because here's the thing is that if you have been saved through what Jesus Christ has done for you, 
and he is your Savior and Lord, which all throughout the New Testament, those ideas are connected together. If Jesus has saved you, then he is also Lord over you, which means that you, he, he expects obedience from you. Not be obedient and get salvation, but because I have saved you, now be obedient. Now walk according to my commands and teach others to obey my commands. So, I mean, we, we see that connection all throughout Scripture. And so, now that we're going back to this idea of the Word being authoritative, if there is a light in you, then you are going to go back to that authoritative Word. Because you've been saved by the Lord, and, and, and He is your Lord. And so, anything that He says is authoritative. It's authoritative in your life because that's the place that He has in your life. You respect His Word. You honor His Word. And you don't think of making any sort of arguments or any sort of cases uh, for what you believe to be the truth apart from reference to his word, apart from it being grounded in his word. Because you recognize that you aren't authoritative, that you know there, there is no autonomous reasoning, you reasoning on your own apart from anybody else, but that you have to ground yourself in God's revelation to be able to reason about anything and especially for you to reason in a way that's authoritative or that demands something from somebody else that can that can tell somebody else that they should repent and trust in the Lord that requires authority and that authority doesn't come from you it comes from the Lord and it's rooted and found in his word and so that's why we constantly have to go back to his word we have to constantly go back to the teaching and to the testimony to the law and to the testimony we have to go back to that we have to go back to his word because we don't have that authority in and of ourselves. That passage finishes out in verses 21 and 22 and says, They will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry, and when they are hungry they will be enraged and will speak contemptuously against their king and their God and turn their faces upward. And they will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. And so the result of constantly neglecting the law and the testimony or constantly neglecting the authority of God's word, the result of that is being thrust into thick darkness. And it's no coincidence that when Jesus describes uh, hell or you know, the eternal state of punishment, that it's, it's described as the outer darkness that people are thrust into. And so we see that even hell itself is the is the end result of people rejecting God's word, rejecting God's authority. And so to bring this all together and to make application, anytime as a believer, anytime that we are making a case, making an argument for anything in our life, we should be able to go to God's word and ground that argument in God's word. This is especially true of the things that we that we argue about at church. You know, as the body of Christ, we're made up of many different individuals, and many different individuals come together with many different mindsets, many different ways that they were raised up and taught. Some people come from different, other, you know, different local churches and end up moving other places. So, you know, maybe they were raised up in a different setting. But all of us come together. We're supposed to be united in Christ, but yet there's differences of opinion, you know, with with how things should be done in churches, what we should believe. You know, different theological differences and, and things of that nature. But any discussion that we have, 
must go back to the authority of God's word. If you can have a full-on debate with somebody at church and never reference God's word, then I would say that debate was absolutely pointless and it was grounded in uh, ultimately pride and arrogance, thinking that we are the source of knowledge and wisdom. So anytime we're engaging in these arguments, constantly go back to God's word. And if you refuse to do that, then I'm going to refuse to have the discussion with you. And I think that should be our standard practice is that if, if we find disagreement with somebody in the church, if we can't find the passage of Scripture that grounds that, disagree, that disagreement, then we probably should just keep our mouths shut because we're just coming at them with our own authority and not God's Word. And so you might ask, well, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where the Bible disagrees with it, but I'm pretty sure it does, or you know, I've, I'm, I'm sure the Bible doesn't say that. Well, instead of just assuming that the Bible doesn't teach that or assuming that the Bible does, do your research, do the homework, do the study that God commands us to do and be saturated in his word so that whenever you come up with, with false teachings or whenever you come against opinions that seem unbiblical, that you can be grounded enough in the word that you can give a biblical argument for or against whatever is, is being raised up in conversation at your church. Don't be somebody that just argues from your feelings that says, well, I don't feel like that's right, or I don't feel like that's biblical. Nobody's concerned about what we feel like. We're concerned about what does Scripture say. Sometimes Scripture says things that hurts our feeling, uh, hurts our feelings, or that we don't think feels right. But yet, you know, Jeremiah says that our heart is deceitful. So sometimes our feelings will deceive us against what the truth is. So we need to be grounded in the Word that's authoritative. And even in our arguments, you know, and, and cases that we make against things that are out in the world, you know, all of that, all of our opinions about things going on out in the world should be rooted in Scripture as well. Even if you're having a discussion with somebody who's an unbeliever and, you know, they don't take God's Word as authoritative, that doesn't change the fact that God's Word is authoritative. You know, God's Word isn't authoritative just for believers, it's authoritative for all of his creatures, for all of the people that he has created, and he has created all people. So his word is authoritative over every aspect of our lives and over every single individual on this earth, or you know, for that matter, in all the universe. I mean, everywhere, God's word is authoritative. So even if we're having a discussion with an unbeliever, we should still be grounding our arguments in God's word because to ground it in anything else would be a reflection of us trying to use our own reason, our own understanding, instead of grounding it in what God has revealed to us. So that's a, a brief explanation, sort of, of, of the authority of Scripture and, and its use in our life, especially in us having arguments with other people. And I would encourage you that anytime you are in a dis disagreement with somebody, go to the teaching and to the testimony. Go to the law, go to the word, look for the truth there and argue from there because then you're arguing on God's authority and not your own authority. And that requires us to be good stewards of God's word and, and you know, to study it and to prove ourselves, you know, as a, as a diligent workman, to study ourselves or, or to study the word and show ourselves approved by studying those things and, and being grounded and, and well versed in scripture so that's my encouragement to you 
get in the Word, study it, be familiar with it, so that we can use it as the source of authority, so that we're not standing on our own foundation. We're standing on the foundation the Lord's provided for us through the prophets and apostles. So that's my encouragement to you. Thank you for listening today. Um, This has been Do You Have Scripture for That? And I hope you guys have a good evening.